Welcome to the Viking Podcast with head coach Jace Coburn. I'm Mike Lund, and the Viking Podcast is presented by On Point Community Credit Union, supporting Viking athletics all season long. It's Tuesday, January 17th, and the Vikings uh, come off a pair of games at home last week in which they split, and now they look forward to a road game at Weaver State on Thursday night, Idaho State on Saturday. We saw both sides of the coin last week at home in in two games that went down to the final seconds. Uh, So let's bring in the coach, Jace Coburn, to talk about it. Coach, um, you had the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, I guess, last week at home. Yeah, pretty pretty wild week, I'd say. Um, You know, obviously the NAU NAU game came down to the last second shot, and so did the Northern Colorado one. Um, Had a chance, opportunity to win the uh, second one, and uh, just rimmed out, but um, you know, uh, we're, we're excited to, to uh, get back to it against Weber State. And uh, you know, let's talk about Northern Arizona real quick. Obviously, uh, one of the most exciting wins we have seen, uh, quite frankly, one of the most exciting wins I've ever seen. Uh, down five points with 17 seconds to go. You think, well, at that point, it's probably over, but uh, you've got uh, two great possessions, uh, drive and dish from Cameron Parker to Hunter Woods. And uh, uh, Hunter hit three pointers at 9.8 seconds, and then uh, the one at the buzzer got a little help from some missed free throws from Northern Arizona. But uh, that's how the game is played, and uh, you you take the opportunity given to you. Um, the thing I note about that is much like the California Baptist game, very similar scenario. Um, you took an offensive, or pardon me, a defensive rebound off a free throw, and rather than call a timeout, set a play in the last few seconds, you let your team go. Uh, Jarrell Satterfield hit the game winner in that instance. In this instance, um, you got the opportunity for Hunter Woods, and he got a really good look at it and knocked it down. And uh, just that kind of continues with your uh, philosophy of, of let those guys go and, and make a play. And I think probably that stems from having a point guard who makes pretty good decisions. Yeah, I, I really trust our guys. We got a lot of really good players. So, um, you know, anytime we got a, an advantage, I want to take it, um, you know, and, and I trust those guys. And, you know, sometimes that um, <clears throat> sometimes coaching is staying out of a, a good player's way. And so um, in both those instances, uh, I didn't want to take a timeout. I trust the guys with the ball that they're going to get us a good shot. And, um, you know, and, and, Honestly, that's that's something we practice every single day. Um, it looks like one of the drills we do every single day. Um, both both of those scenarios, the Cal Baptist one and the NAU one, are both uh, drills that we practice every single day. So um, I felt a lot more confident um, in the guys executing that, knowing that they do it every single day, than um, opposed to me calling a timeout and drawing something up that they've never run before or whatever. Um, and you know, I think as a coach, for me. It comes down to a lot of like uh, trusting our players, and so and I and I wholeheartedly trust these guys to make to make the right plays, and so um, yeah, so it worked out. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, getting the ball up court quickly in a minute, um, and now we'll address the uh, Northern Colorado game uh, as well. A, a very similar situation. You're down four points, I believe, with uh, 14 seconds to go. So. Uh, you know, based on Thursday night, it was kind of a deal where, yeah, we can get this done. And uh, Parker goes down, gets you a basket, and then you get the great turnover uh, by Northern Colorado. From your pressure, kind of creates that, gave the team an opportunity. In that situation, you did have a timeout. Uh, what was the discussion there? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a dead ball, so uh, we took a timeout, wanted to get the best shot possible, um, and we actually had a couple things open on that last play, um, and, uh, you know, we got the look we wanted, and it just didn't go down, um, and that's that's basketball. That's that's how it works out sometimes. I mean, the night before, it went down. Uh, two nights after that, it didn't, you know, and so, um, but, you know, there's there's you know, a lot of game to be played, um, before those last moments too. Um, you know, and, and every possession is important. Um, you know, like we, we gave up an out of bounds play wide open layup. Um, you know, and there, there were some other things too, along the way, you know, we gave up a couple threes we shouldn't have given up and, you know, you can go down the list. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, we fought back and, and, uh, you know, we never gave up and, and had a chance to either tie or win the game there at the end. And, you know, the, the distinction between the, t- the final possession in each game, you know, we already discussed uh, against Northern Arizona. You're getting the rebound and you're basically creating a fast break. Mm-hmm. And in the instance with Northern Colorado, you've got the ball out of bounds on the baseline under your basket. So that's a completely different type of setup, which is that what is that what leads you to the timeout? Yeah, for sure. No doubt. And and the play that we ran, I mean, we've we, we've practiced that play for uh, actually <laughs> we we ran that exact same situation, uh, you know, over I think it was over Christmas break. Um, you know, over Christmas break, we ran that play, uh, in practice. So the guys had run it before. Um, but you know, we have, we have quite a few tricks up our sleeves when it comes to those kinds of situations. Um, and, uh, that was, that was the right time to run that play. And, um, you know, in, in practice, the shot went down, uh, over Christmas break, but it, it always does, it doesn't this it? Yeah. Time it didn't. So, you well, know, and you got a good shot, Jarrell Satterfield, yep. you know, one of your shooters, you got a good shot, the ball rimmed out, you know, that that's what, that's what you do. Sometimes they don't go down. So yeah, no doubt. Um, I, you gave yourself an opportunity. That was, that was the important thing. You got a shot at it. I, I think if we run that play again, um, he makes it the next time. So, you know, um, it's just how it goes. It's basketball. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. All right, let's talk about, you know, I, I referenced the uh, getting up and down the court. Um, if anybody watches a Portland State basketball game, uh, either live or on ESPN+, Plus, there's one thing that's a constant, and that is you on the sidelines waving your arms rapidly as fast as you can go when the Vikings get a defensive rebound and screaming, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing that, you want the team getting up the court more often and even faster than they already are. But I'm going to point out that the Vikings lead the big sky in fast break points, 16.6 per game that ranks 11th in the nation. And I'm guessing that's your MO. You have guys who, who are good open court players who can, uh, who can get to the rim. And, and that's really what you want to see that that's better than setting up a play, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to trusting our guys. Um, you know, we got a lot of really good playmakers. we got a lot of really good finishers. So, uh, we want the ball in those guys' hands and, um, to be able to either make the play or finish the play, um, whether, or, or shoot the ball. Um, so, you know, it goes back to a lot of trust in our guys that they're going to make the right decisions and, and putting our players in the best positions to succeed and to, to have team success and for us to have team success, we have to get those guys out in the open court and the ball, like I said, the ball in the playmakers hands and, and then, you know, finishing it, you know, once they give it up, um, whether that's by a three or whether that's by getting to the rim and a finish or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, we practice those situations a lot and, 
Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, we're trying to push the pace and try and go, um, you know, like I said, I, I trust our guys to make the right play instead of me, um, trying to dictate everything. Um, you know, I just feel like this team is, is best when, uh, those guys can make the, the right decisions. And I'm impressed with the number of guys that you have that can handle the ball and bring it up court at pace. Uh, a lot of guys that can do it. Obviously, we've talked a lot about him, and, and rightly so. Cameron Parker leading the big sky in assists, just about six assists per game right now. He had a game of 11 and a game of seven last week. And just a little trivia note, he uh, went into the week ranked 85th in NCAA history. Now, 85th sounds like a lot, but until you throw NCAA history to it, 85th all-time in assists. And with those 18 assists, he jumped all the way up to 69th all time in the NCAA and he passed I believe Andre Miller uh who you've heard of a pretty good point guard out of Utah and yep. in the NBA and JJ Barea so um Cameron Parker is a good reason why you want that pace going as quickly as possible uh because of the way he gets it up court and and finds open players yeah no doubt I mean he's got tremendous vision that's one of his best attributes is his vision um you know and like that NAU play at the end when Hunter made the shot, like that was a heck of a pass. Um, yeah, a lot of people were pointing that out. You know that 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 didn't get enough credit. The pass he made. Yeah, I I mean to be able to make that pass across the court and see that that was open and uh, you know and all that, like it was a tremendous pass. Um, you know, and and he's got great vision and um, that's that's something that um, you know is one of his best attributes and. Um, it comes down a lot to trusting teammates and, you know, I mean, like in that situation, specifically, let's talk about NAU specifically in that situation, like maybe some, not, not on our team, but maybe on some other teams, maybe some guys don't make that pass to, to skip it across to Hunter to trust him enough to knock down the shot. Um, you know, but it, it comes down to trust and vision and, and I think he has that. Well, Parker's turning in a really good season. Uh, in the last three games, he's averaging 17 points, seven assists, six rebounds. So uh, we'll count on him to have a big week on the road this week with at Weber State and Idaho State. Coach, one other thing I wanted to point out, we've talked a little bit about it uh, this uh, this season already, and that is your bench play. And, and you got some outstanding bench play against Northern Arizona. Kashawn Saunders, uh, 10 points. Uh, off the bench and three assists, two rebounds, a steal. He was a big factor. And even though you lost the game on Saturday, great performances. Bobby Harvey with 13 points. Isaiah Kirby, 10 points. Didn't miss a shot in his 10 points. Uh, so really effective play. In fact, the bench had 35 of the 67. Uh, made 15 of 22 shots from the field. Uh, the group coming off the bench. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive. And uh, in the long run, I have to believe uh, you're real excited about that, what what it can do for you late in the season. No, yeah, that's always been one of our strengths um, is our bench. And we, and we knew that coming in, um, you know, that, that we have a lot of capable starters on this team, um, you know. And so there's, there's not a drop-off when we go to our bench where maybe some other teams that might be the case. That's not the case with ours. And in, and in some instances, it's it, it – we're better, um, you know, when those guys go in. So, you know, I, I really appreciate everything our bench guys do for us. And I hate to call them bench guys because, um, you know, we, we don't really look at it like that. We look at like, we have a bunch of guys who can get out there and play. 
Um, you know, and we have one of the top benches in the country in scoring and, and, uh, you know, it's definitely an attribute for our team and Keyshawn's been doing a great job for us. Kirby's been doing a great job. Uh, obviously Isaiah Johnson has been doing great and, um, Kendall Munson step up of late and, uh, you know, Bobby Harvey, um, has been doing really well. And, and, you know, and to be honest, like Hayden Curtis can get out there and play too. And so, um, and you know, he had a great year last year and, and, uh, you know, we're expecting big things out of him in the future. So, you know, we've got a lot of guys who can step up and then, you know, Trey Wood's been, been hurt and injured, um, you know, and we know he's fully capable and Emmanuel Taban. I mean, we, we've got a lot of guys coming off the bench and it makes my night difficult every single night, um, that they put pressure on me to, to put the right people out there. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's a fun group to coach and, um, I can't say enough about what those guys have done throughout this season and um, looking forward to the rest of the season with them. Yeah, and another guy I should have mentioned, you brought him up, Kendall Munson. Uh, you know, he hasn't he, he doesn't play the most minutes off the bench, but he has really brought a lot of energy in recent games. you got to love uh, the way he comes in. He, he blocked four shots in the first half against Northern Arizona. Uh, in, in his limited minutes, he makes an impact. So it's great that all those guys are making an impact. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Kendall, Kendall has really, um, stepped up, um, and, you know, and, and it starts with defense and rebounding for him. Um, you know, and he, like you said, he had four blocks the other night and, uh, you know, he's made a really good effort to, to rebound the ball and, and, uh, has been doing some really good things and he's hung with it and, and, uh, shown some tough, some mental toughness throughout the whole thing. So, um, but I'm really proud of those guys, but, you know, we still got to keep moving forward. Um, and, and, and we know that. Um, but to this point, yeah, I'm really proud of them. All right, let's look ahead uh, to this week. And, uh, Coach, we talked last week about how the big sky uh, is is truly this year. It looks like everybody can beat everybody. Uh, last night, uh, Monday night, uh, 0-5 Idaho knocks off defending big sky champ Montana State. So that just tells you where we're at. The Vikings uh, are 2-3 and three right now, currently in seventh place. Uh, almost a virtual tie with Montana. The Grizz lost last night. They are actually three and four. Uh, so actually kind of a tie for sixth place. But uh, the key here is that Weber State and Idaho State, this week's two opponents, both three and two. So, uh, you know, you want to beat everybody, but wins this week could really help you in the standings uh, make a big climb. So uh, pretty important week of games for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, you know, we know that every every game coming up is the most important one. Um, you know, we're not going to look too far down the road. We're going to focus on what we got to do today in practice to get better. Um, and then tomorrow, what we got to do to get better. And then Thursday's Weber State. So, um, you know, I, and both teams are really good teams. I mean, and it's going to be good games. Like, I, I say this to the team all the time, and I say it to everybody. Like, anybody in this league can beat anybody on any given night, no matter where it's at. Um you know, and so um, that's that's the awesome thing about our league is that is that you know any team can lose to any team. You got you got to play well to win. Um, you you can't play bad and expect to win, or you can't play okay on any given night and expect to win. Um, you know, you got to play good to win, and uh, that's the awesome thing about our league is that you know every win is earned. Um, so you know it's a lot of fun. All right, first off, Weber State Thursday night. That's a 6 p.m. Pacific time game. You can watch it on ESPN+. And the thing that stands out about the Wildcats, uh, they have a star there, Dylan Jones. Uh, he's 6'6", about 235, definitely a tough guard. Leads the team in scoring 15 points a game. 
Uh, 10.6 rebounds, leads the big sky, but he uh, can handle it as well. He averages 3.7 assists. He really does it all uh, for the Wildcats. I have to believe he's a guy you're focused on. Yeah, no doubt. He's been a great player in this league for a long time. Um, you know, and he can do a lot of different things. I mean, obviously, you know, you just talked about all his stats and all the things he brings to that team and how important he is to that team. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, we totally respect him. We know who he is and, and the things that he's capable of doing and, uh, the things he's done in the past. I mean, we totally respect what, what he's done in the past, um, and what he's been doing this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's a tremendous player. Um, and our guys know we're going to need to be up for that challenge. Um, you know, but we also know they got a bunch of other good players too. So, uh, Weber state's a good team and, and, uh, we need to, um, play our best to win. And as you look at the numbers, uh, Weber State traditionally a powerhouse in the Big Sky. Um, right now, again, three and two, tied for fourth in conference. They are the lowest scoring team in the Big Sky. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. They average sixty six points a game, about twelve points fewer than the Vikings. Do you anticipate? Uh, are they about tempo and? And my trying to maintain control of the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've had some good looks that they, you know, maybe have just missed a couple of them here and there, and um, you know, have been shifting some guys in and out and things like that. So, um, you know, and, and it's just like any team going through non-conference season. You're trying to find yourself and and fit, you know, when when you got a lot of new guys, you're just you're trying to figure it out and figure out who fits into what role and how this puzzle exactly works and. Um, they seem to be, um, on the right track with figuring that out. So, you know, and they've been playing pretty well of late. So, um, you know, and, and a lot of it is trying to find your identity and things like that. So, um, you know, for them, like their stats and things like that, or, or maybe are, are a little misleading just because, um, you know, uh, how well they've been playing of late versus, um, earlier. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, we're going to go do our thing and, and play our style and, and be us, um, you know, every single night, really. And, uh, final thought on Weber state. And that would be, it's not the house that Damian Lillard built, but it's a house that he helped make famous D event center. <laughs> uh, the Vikings have had the toughest time there of any venue in the big sky, just four and 22 all time in big sky games at D event center. They always draw a good crowd. Uh, but a caveat to that, Coach, and I'm sure you remember, the Vikings won. Vikings lost last year there in a fairly close game, but won the two previous seasons. So uh -huh. maybe the tide is turning a little bit. I don't know this for a fact, but I think I might have been. If, we're four, if Portland State's 4-22, and 22, I think I've been there for three of the wins. I think you have, yes. Yeah, you have. <laughs> so, That's right. You know, um, but, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's always a fun place to play. Um, you know, I mean, they get, they get a good crowd, and – you know, coach stuff, um, has been doing a really good job and, and, uh, you know, going to Weber's never easy. I mean, it's, it's always one of the toughest places to play, but, um, you know, our guys will be up for it, I'm sure. And, and we'll get after it. All right. Taking a look at Idaho state. And that is on a Saturday night. And that game, uh, actually will air at 5 PM Pacific time. You can watch on ESPN plus and, uh, Idaho state a little different. They got off to a sluggish start. Uh, this season, but then they started Big Sky play 3-0. They beat Weber State, Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado. Right, They've lost their last two, but right now 3-2, and two, also tied for fourth. And they're a little different from uh, Weber State. They don't have that one star that stands out like a Dylan Jones, uh, but they have a number of guys who contribute on any given night. And coach, I would ask you then what, what's harder for a coach to prepare for? Is it, is it a team with a star, one or two stars where you really 
kind of focus on them and know if you handle them, you'll be all right? Or, or is it harder to pre- prepare for a team that has a lot of guys, uh, maybe a bunch of guys averaging 10 points a game or uh, different guys contributing on different nights? Can I answer both? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's it's really hard to prepare for a team um, that has a lot of different guys. I mean, that's, you know, in a lot of ways, that's how we are, is it? Um, I think you that's know, exactly how the Vikings are, no we've, question. We've got a lot of different guys on our team. Not to say that the teams with stars don't, um, because, you know, a, a lot of times when you focus so much on, on somebody, um, then it gives the opportunity for other people to step up and make plays. So, you know, I, in both ways, um, in both ways, it's, it's hard to prepare for either situation because, you know, you try and take away one thing, then you're giving up another. So, um, you know, and given an opportunity for somebody else on a team with, with a, a quote unquote star, um, you're given an opportunity for that person, you know, for four other guys to step up. And then all of a sudden you got a team thing going and then all, all of a sudden, you know, you're playing against, you know, uh, you know, a team with a bunch of different guys. So, um, but yeah, no, Idaho state is obviously they have an identity. They know who they are and, and, uh, coach Looney does a really good job with them. And, and, uh, like you said, they got a bunch of different guys that, you know, um, can score from, you know, different, a variety of different ways, which, which makes it very tough to stop. And so, um, you know, but the, yeah, I mean, looking ahead, which is not really what I like to do, but uh, Idaho State is going to be a very tough game. I mean, it's a tough place to play. Um, you know, they they got a bunch of talented players, and so yeah, it'll be a good game. Okay, so looking ahead uh, to this week's two games, anything different uh, maybe in preparation this week? Any different message you're giving to your team? Um, the good news is you got four straight at home starting next week. We won't talk about that because I know you don't like to look ahead, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, uh, two on the road this week, and you know what? What's the preparation like? Yeah, I mean, we just we just got to bounce back after the loss, um, you know. And I and I'm confident our team will do that. Um, you know, they're 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 a fun group to coach. I keep saying that, like they're a fun group to coach. I enjoy being around them, um, you know. And and uh, they're they're a tough group, um, you know. So I know we'll bounce back and and play our brand of basketball for 40 minutes. Um, that's one thing we got to do. We got it. We got to play for 40 minutes. Um, you know, 32 minutes, 35 minutes, 36 minutes. That's not enough. We need to play for 40 straight minutes. And, um, so we've been focusing on that this week so far, and, uh, we will continue to do so. Um, you know, because every, every possession, every game is important. Um, and we need to treat it like that. And so, but the guys will be fine. We'll bounce back and, uh, we'll be ready to go for uh, Thursday. All right, Coach, uh, before we get out of here, it was a big sports weekend. I don't know, uh, maybe you spent a lot of time looking at film on Sunday. Um, I always say film. It's not it, Nobody looks at film anymore. They look at their computer. It's on, I mean, it's we on call- their – they look at their hard drive. It doesn't sound <laughs> quite the same to say, yeah, I watched the hard drive yesterday. <laughs> no, we, I mean, we still call it film. I mean, everybody calls it film, so you're good. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, any thoughts on the NFL playoffs. It was a big weekend of six games. Unfortunately, I did not watch one play of oh, the NFL my. playoffs. Well, oh, my goodness. I mean, my Cardinals are out, um, which we got a new GM. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like you said, I was I was watching film all day Sunday um, into the early morning on Sunday after losing a game like that, um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so I – 
I don't even really know. I mean, I think I heard who won and lost, but I can't even tell you who's playing who, which is not like me. Well, it's a. <laughs> I'll tell you this: it was a coach's nightmare weekend. I did see. I didn't see all of it, but I saw my share of it. And uh, and the reason I say it was a coach's nightmare weekend is because it seems like there were an awful lot of turnovers. Really, like, like in every game, there were lots of turnovers, um, which no coach likes uh, in any sport, certainly. Uh, but my Miami Dolphins, hey, they compete. Third string quarterback, they competed pretty darn well with the Buffalo Bills. They got knocked out. But you know, uh, I did see one play. I the, the only well, and it was just like a little clip. It wasn't a play. It was a clip. I saw when uh, Josh Allen was getting into it with that defensive lineman, or oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, hey man, like <laughs> if I'm on that Bills team and I'm seeing my quarterback do something like that, I'm like, all right, man, this guy's this guy's with us. Like he's with us. So. I don't know. I don't know the context of everything that happened, but all I saw him battling that dude that's probably 330 pounds or whatever. And you know, I, if I'm on the Bills, I'm like, all right, man. Like I can follow this quarterback. I I can follow this guy. He's a leader. I can follow him. Well, he's become certainly become a favorite, and he's a great talent in the NFL. So uh, maybe next time around on the podcast, you will have a little more football insight as we get closer to the Super Bowl. We <laughs> we like to throw in a few things besides Viking basketball here, but. All right, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll try to get back to you again next week prior to uh, Portland State uh, coming home next week. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we would like to thank our sponsor, On Point Community Credit Union, uh, for their support once again. And again, if you have any questions for Coach Coburn, you can email them to me, Mike Lund. You can find my email address on the staff directory at govikes.com. And, uh, Coach, any uh, closing words on the way out? No, I mean, you know, we're going to go on the road and battle. I mean, we've been on the road a lot this year. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, to another road trip. Um, and then we'll be home for a little while. So I uh, appreciate everybody's support this past week, too. Um, you know, we had a great crowd at NAU and a great crowd for Northern Colorado. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So um, I really do appreciate everybody showing up and showing the support. It was awesome. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys all uh, in uh, about a week or so. Yeah, the Vikings coming off a win on the road. Their last time on the road, January 7th at Idaho, they got a victory. So they're going to look for two more this week at Weber State, 6 p.m. Pacific Thursday night at Idaho State, 5 p.m. Pacific Saturday night. You can watch the Vikings on ESPN+. Until next week, we're on the way out here. We'll say go Vikes.